Sometimes when Father preaches from the Embo, it means he's got too many things to say, so it's a bad omen. But no, don't worry. I'm not going to say too, too much. Um, and we could talk a lot about the temptations in the desert. There's so much Jesus tries to teach us about how to handle temptation. How do you handle tests, trials, things that happen that you don't expect, or when your will is tested against God's will, what do you do? And how do, what attitudes do you take on? So I do encourage, there are a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of things, like I said, the Halo app, or Halo, however you pronounce it. Um, Mike Schmitz and others are doing a lot of things for, to help us delve into that. And some great practices to put into habituate ourselves to living in the season of Lent. I'm just going to talk about Lent, because I, I missed you all on Ash Wednesday. Um, but it's a, a special time, and it's a struggle for us. Like, why do we change? Like, Father's not wearing green anymore. He's wearing purple, which this is not LSU colors. This is purple for Lent. Um, if anything, I'd be wearing maroon. But it's Lent. It's a season of mourning. It's a season of change. It's a season of repenting for our sins and preparing ourselves for festivities that are still to come and are not here yet. We've decorated everything differently. There's fewer flowers. It's just a season of, of, of kind of like, again, the desert, the wilderness. It's not a season of comfort or luxury. And it's a challenge in our first world America, our first world comfortable church sometimes to come with the message of Lent, this idea of repenting. Change your ways. Give up meat on Fridays. Why? What's wrong with me? Why would you do that? Or fasting a whole two times in 40 days, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, or denying yourself, giving up things that are comfortable. Why would you do these things, especially in a society that doesn't understand that? Our first world society is so much about going with the flow of the world around us, not being different from the values around us. And the values around us are very much about, we're very busy in worldly things. We're very busy in success. We're very busy at work. We're very busy in our athletics, in our, our music, and our extracurriculars. We're very busy and stressed about school. And who has time to think about God? We're too busy. But we're very much on the surface level, the shallow life of entertainment and the pleasure that's out there. And we just want to go from good feeling to good feeling. And when we're in a bad mood, we just go with our feelings because we don't know how to live. We don't know how to live from our depths. We don't know how to focus on whether or not it's actually God's will, whether it feels bad or feels good. Is it God's will that I do this or do that? We are anti depth, anti-discipline. We don't want someone thinking that they know the truth, therefore they can tell me to change my ways and repent. That's uncomfortable for us. I don't want to be judged. Who should judge me? If only, I would wonder, as the church tries to give this message of Lent, if only the society around us might actually help us. Maybe even government might try to help us realize the seriousness of our self-sufficiency, our false self-sufficiency, the gravity of sin, of forgetting God in our busy lives. If only the role of government would, would be what it's supposed to be to help us to pursue happiness, but real happiness, not just of the body, but of the depths of the heart. True peace. If only our, our, our society, our culture, even our government maybe would remind us of our need to pray, sacrifice, and repent. <clears throat> and then I came across this piece of news. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas the Senate of the United States 
devoutly recognizing the supreme authority and just government of Almighty God in all the affairs of persons and of nations. The Senate has by a resolution requested the President to designate and set apart a time for national prayer and humiliation or self-denial. The President, the Senate of this country, Whereas it is the duty of nations, as well as of persons, to own their dependence upon the overruling power of God, to believe in that dependence on God, and to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow. Thank you, Mr. President. That's great. I say that all the time. And with assured hope that genuine repentance might lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truths announced in the Holy Scriptures. And inasmuch as we know that by His divine law, nations like individuals are subjected to the consequences of sin, punishments and chastisements on this world, may we not justly fear that the awful calamity of civil unrest, which now desolates our land and even our news, may be a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins onto the needful goal of our national conversion. We need a conversion, a reformation as a whole people, the president says. We have been recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God, the president says. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our own hearts that all these blessings were were produced rather by some superior wisdom or virtue of our own. We just got lucky, we think. Intoxicated, he says, by our unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace. Not the necessity of a thriving stock market, the necessity of a redeeming and preserving grace. God's grace is what we need, he says. We become too proud, and we could say too busy, to pray to the God who made us. It behooves us, then, the president says, to humble ourselves before the offended power of God, to confess our sins, and to pray for mercy and forgiveness. Now, therefore, in compliance with the Senate's request and fully concurring with the views of the Senate, I do, by this my proclamation, designate and set apart this time as a time of national humiliation, self-denial, fasting, and prayer. And I do hereby request all the people, that's you and me, Americans, to abstain during this time from your ordinary secular pursuits. I'm going to read that again. 
to abstain during this time from your ordinary secular pursuits and to unite at their several places of worship and their respective homes in keeping this time holy to the Lord and devoted to the humble exercise of their religious duties proper to this occasion. He's inviting us to pray. Invite your friends to pray. All this being done in sincerity and truth, not for appearances, let us then rest humbly in the hope authorized by the divine teachings of God that the united cry of the nation may be heard on high and answered with blessings no less than the pardon of our sins and the restoration of our now divided and suffering country. In witness thereof, I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed. I'm grateful to what the president said. kind of wish our Catholic president had said this, but this was Abraham Lincoln, 1863. 160 years ago this month. And he said in 1863, we have forgotten God. Where are we at 160 years later? But I think the invitation stands, and our nation recognized it. We need this. We need a time of serious prayer, serious self-denial, both to discipline our hearts and as part of our offering that God would give us what we need. Again, he dared to ask the citizens of this country to abstain from their ordinary pursuits and make time for God. Your president says so. Your church says so. Your God says so. And I'll leave off because there's just some suggestions, a lot of things. Your community, this faith, community of faith has offered a lot of things to help you and I do what we are supposed to be doing. It's only 40 days, but yes, it's 40 days to set some solid habits of change. So you notice the liturgy schedule's changed a little bit during the week. There's a lot of things, especially Wednesday nights, there's adoration with confessions, there's mass in the evenings. Fridays, we have our stations of the cross twice during the day at least. Even abstaining from meat on Fridays. We help you on certain Fridays. There's seafood meals because it is something to offer to the Lord, that comfortable steak that you wanted to have and just have, settle for fish. Maybe settle for lobster, I don't know, but whatever. It's just something, something you can offer. There's ways of prayer, lots of time for prayer. Look at your, cal your calendar, look at your schedule, and write it in there. I'm going to take time for God Friday night, Wednesday morning. I'm going to wake up 10 minutes before I normally wake up to make sure God gets the first 10 minutes of my day. I'm going to download the Hello app or the Father Mike Schmidt's podcast on the Catechism in the year so that I know what the church actually teaches and doesn't teach so that I can actually bear witness to Christ faithfully, maybe better than I have before. If I have struggles in living out the faith of Christ, the faith of the church, let me highlight one of those things or two of those things and say, you know what? I'm going to work on this thing. First of all, maybe I'm going to try and understand it more fully. Maybe I don't fully understand the thing that's hard for me. And then I'm going to try to live it better. Maybe I'll invite friends to come with me when I go to confession this Wednesday. Because Lord knows we all need a little bit of mercy. Ourselves first so that we can more easily give it to those who hurt us. 
And it's a time for, we say, almsgiving or self-giving. Giving of yourself to those who need. Build this community. Give yourself a little more to a community of faith, a community of God, a community of love and mercy. Not just your normal groupies and, and your peeps, but get out of that circle a little bit and build a real Catholic church, which means universal, open to everyone. Those you normally hang out with and those you don't normally hang out with. Build the bridge. Be the bridge to bring others closer in community and closer to Christ together as a family of faith. And lots of other things. Several groups are doing Exodus 90 or Exodus 40, whatever works for you. But this is a special time. Like I said, I was able to get on retreat. It doesn't happen too often, but we need that. And not just a half day or one hour evening of reflection. We need like a three or four day retreat. It's okay to waste your time for God. It's okay. He's worth it. You can put off the other things just a little bit. Our ordinary secular pursuits like the president invited us to do. We put this in in our Lord's hands. We ask the Holy Spirit to sustain us because we know that we are weak. We know that this is not easy for us because it confirms we are broken. We do need God's help. We do need to change our hearts, change our lifestyle, change our habitual way of life. That it actually looks Christian, actually looks like Christ. And what does Christ do? He goes into the desert, the uncomfortable, dry, foodless, there's no protein bars out there. He's in the desert. He's struggling because he needs to discipline his human flesh. And he's, no, he's going ready for a fight. He's not surprised when he's tested. When the whisper of movement going on in his heart, that's from the, the serpent whispering, hey, just, you know, feed yourself. It's okay. No. Like an immediate, immediate no. There's no room in his heart for something that's not the Father's will. Is there room in your heart or my heart? for things that are not God's will for my life right now. And there shouldn't be. There should be only room for Christ and the things of God. The love for Him and for my brothers and sisters that He calls me to have. And no resentment, no jealousy, no comparison, no wasted time on Facebook, comparing my life to someone else's life. It's time to fast from a lot of things that do nothing more than pull my heart away, further away from his things, from me. May our Blessed Mother intercede for us. She watched her son do the strangest thing, leave the comfortable, luxurious society and go into the desert out of his love for me and for you for 40 days and dare to say, would you come with me? Remember in Gethsemane, he invited the three apostles to come with him in that hour after hour of a three or four hour of prayer, of which I want you here with me. It matters to me that you're with me. May we do that. May we accept that invitation. May we forego certain things. And more importantly, may we embrace more things of His, more time for Him and for one another. Amen? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.